Coming up, landscape artist Chris Cringingnut tries to convince Harriet Gilbert that the colour green has become outdated. That's in A Good Whinge, in just under an hour. About 15 seconds under an hour, actually, thanks to that last sentence. And this one. But first, it's time to go over to the Nothing To Do With Anything show studios on the banks of the Thames. Wow, man, dig that groovy modern beat music. Let's hear it, like, one more time. Crazy, man, hit me again. Ow, man. You join us live in the Nothing to Do with Anything show dressing room as this week's cast warms up. Tim Basher Hargreaves, you're appearing in two wacky skits the Exploding Biscuit Tin sketch and the Avant Garde Pineapple sketch. How are you feeling? Yeah, confident, Harry, very confident. Uh, I'm going to go out there and give it my best shot, you know what I mean, dudes? No, uh, not a problem, though, because in the red corner is Eunice Killer Dobson. Ready for tonight's show, Eunice? Ready as I'll ever be, Ted. I've delivered some decent punchlines in training. Tim's going to be sorry he ever shared a microphone with me. Uh, well, we await that particular comedic vignette with complete indifference, but uh, the very best of luck to you. Cheers, Reg. Uh, now it's time to go inside the auditorium where the Nothing to Do with Anything show is about to start with the first bout between heavyweight idiot John Dredge of Swiss Cottage and a lightweight theme tune. Believe in yourself. What on earth is that, I hear you cry? Well, it was one of several unsolicited new theme tunes submitted to us for consideration by Merv Plinths, a composer from Cheam, who also just happens to be our producer's brother-in-law. And I'm happy to say that Merv is ringside with me now. Thank you so much for sparing the time to drop by. Not a problem. I'm out of work. Which is why I sent you all that music. Music may be pushing it somewhat, Marv. Or can I call you Merv? Well, that is my correct name. Merv it is, then. Marv, it's been alleged that you've written hundreds of theme tunes over the years, although on the basis of what I've heard, I find that hard to believe. Which would you say was the bestest? Ooh, probably the one I wrote for Radio 4's Filming Today. Let's hear it. They didn't use it. It was the tune that got my foot in the door, though. Not long after that, I was commissioned to write the theme to Top Gear. Ah, yes, we've got that one lined up, too. That's when the door closed on my foot. We've got a clip of that as well. I submitted that to Casualty, but to no avail. Some might say there is perhaps a lack of variety in your work, in that your tunes all sound exactly the same. I'd say I've an identifiable style. You would. Has any of your work actually made it to television or radio? Oh, yes. 
you played quite a bit of it a moment ago. Well, thanks very much for coming in. I literally I've... had nothing else to do. But I'm quite happy with the show's current theme tune, thank you. And here it is. a very generic greeting to this week's Nothing To Do With Anything show, which comes with a free washing machine. Stay tuned for further details on this exclusive giveaway. Oh, I thought there were some further details, but there aren't. Narden, this week's running order has been a closely guarded secret ever since it was typed up 20 minutes ago. To speculate on exactly what's written on it, I have with me in the studio the Head of Content at We'll Sign Anyone But You Audio Productions, Gwen Puce. Hello. The Chief Executive of Nothing To Do With Artists Management, Eric Froles. Hello. And, due to an administrative mix-up, Cyril Waterman, editor of Concrete Quarterly magazine. I have no idea what I'm doing here, but I'll try my best. Nice one, Cyril. Gwen, if I can turn to you first, and thanks to this new swivel chair, I think I can, what do you believe is going to be in this week's edition of the show? Well, perhaps I should turn that question around and say... Instead of answering it? Exactly. In terms of sketches, though, any idea what might be on the agenda? I have heard from a very reliable source that there's one called the Avant-Garde Pineapple Sketch, which I'm particularly looking forward to, having been interested in both pineapples and the Avant-Garde for many years. How many years? Three, give or take a year or two. Or three. Eric Froles, would you like to come in here? I'm already in here. In that case, would you like to go out and come back in again? Certainly. Eric, what do you think we might hear on the show? Well, John, at a guess, I'd say we'll hear sounds, words, and possibly phrases. And what about the structure? Cyril? What? Oh, oh, me, yes. Uh, I should think it'll have a concrete slab on grade foundation with metal rods reinforcing the edges, progressing upwards using beam and block construction, which is, incidentally, covered in the latest issue of Concrete Quarterly. Would you like a copy? We've got four left. How many were printed? Four. By the way, if you need any concrete, you only need to ask. I get a lot of free samples. I think I've got all the concrete I need for the time being. Yeah, so have I. Gwen, have you picked up any more on the grapevine about what might be in the programme? Well, Twitter's alight with a rumour that the first sketch takes place in the offices of rarely useless musical productions in London's theatre land. Let's see if there's any truth in those rumours. Seconds out. Sketch one. So, you think you've got an idea for a money-spinning jukebox musical? I have, you see... I was the singer with one of the most memorable British bands of the early 80s. Not Culture Club. No. Not Duran Duran. No. Not the Nine O'Clock News. That was a sketch show. Oh, oh yes. I can't see those ever coming back into fashion, can you? So what were you called then? A flock of seagulls. Nah, I don't remember you. We had loads of unforgettable hit songs. Yeah, like what? Eh. Uh, I was on the miss. 
You can't remember your own hits? It's been a long time. How's that one go? That's not what I meant. No? I think uh, first big hit was called I Ran So Far Away. And how did that go? I ran so far away. All the way to the shops. You've just made that up. I'm not making it up. It went to number one, it did. Uh, where? Australia. I uh, never heard of it. Or the song. Look, just because you don't remember it. But Australia? The song doesn't mean nobody else will. Spans our ballad didn't have that many memorable songs. I bet you can't name one. True. I'm glad you agree. What about the air? You must remember the air. Mention a flock of seagulls to anyone of a certain age and they'll remember the air. Ta-da, but you're, you're, you're virtually bald. Granted, it needs a bit of work these days. Hang on, while I just... How do I look? <laughs> Completely bold. Yes, Mr. Spatula? No naked flames for the next 30 minutes, Anna. Spatula? Did, now, did, now, look here. Why would anyone want to shell out a week's wages to see a musical based around a group that only had one it? Sue it. It's still not enough. There's lots of remixes. No, no, I'm sorry. I think I'm going to have to pass on this crock of... Flock of seagulls. I know what I'm saying. The fact is, ever since the failure of that 16-hour song cycle based upon the life and work of Sonia, there ain't been much of a demand for 80s revivals. The 70s are where it's at now. In fact, I've got some bloke in the diary for tomorrow pitching his entire life story. Bigots, flamboyant character, hugely popular back in the day. Sounds perfect for the appraisal. Who is this? His name escapes me, but the show's called I'm the Leader of the Gang. So, the end of the first sketch there. Spit! Gwen Puce, your thoughts? A fairly strong start. I'm just a bit disappointed that so far there have been no pineapples. We were promised pineapples, and we should get pineapples. P-I-N-E, pineapples! Eric Frolls, what do you think? I think Gwen's gone mad. I agree, but what about the sketch you just heard? I thought it had just the right number of syllables. Not too many, not too few. Too few pineapples. Thank you, Gwen. And finally, Cyril. Are you sure you don't want any concrete? Absolutely sure. Oh, go on, have some concrete. No, thank you. Some cement, then? No, don't... There wa- you go, it's all free. After the break, Derek Jameson tells us what it's like to be dead. I'll attempt to break the sound barrier with an ordinary household plinth, and a whole host of tropical fruit joins our regular cast to bring you the long-awaited avant-garde pineapple set. Don't go away. Oh, you have. All right, Bert. Not really, not Bert. I'm finding it quite difficult to get from A to B. Why not use the Nothing To Do With Anything show Horse and Cart? The Nothing To Do With Anything show Horse and Cart? What's that? It's a cart pulled by a horse, with the Nothing To Do With Anything show stenciled on the side. Honestly, they could make it clearer. 
If you're looking for a horse and cart with a smooth, sleek and shiny exterior, the Nothing To Do With Anything show has the horse and cart for you. New models are available from only 7995 and generous part exchange terms are available. Alternatively, why not lease one of our newest stallions from just £200 per month? Or lease to buy one of our certified old nags from £120 a month? With three years free servicing and roadside assistance as standard at 1.3 cubic metre load space, it's no wonder Nothing To Do With Anything show horse and cart have been voted best in class by What Cart magazine every year since 2012. So whether you're a rag and bone man, a pedicab driver with aspirations, or a hipster with too much disposable income, take the latest model for a test drive down to the boozer at your local scrap metal dealer today. You were right. This is just what I need to get from A to B. And it's a lot better for the environment than a car. Faster too. A little too fast maybe. You'd better pull over. Is this your horse and cart, sir? It certainly is, officer. It gets me from A to B in no time. Have you been drinking, sir? Uh, well... The Nothing To Do With Anything show Horse and Cart. It stops at all the boozers. Participating breeders only. Horse might stop at troughs instead of pubs. Trading applies to horses aged 12 and over and BMWs only. Exclude stud fees, VAT, excise duties, on-the-road charges, nose bag and insurance. Offer ended yesterday. <laughs> This month in Just About Still Going magazine, what really happened to the Beatles between half past two and a quarter to four on the afternoon of Tuesday, the 21st of January, 1969? Featuring interviews with those who think they can be fairly certain they were there, including Paul McCartney. You know, I remember that hour and a quarter much more clearly now that I've read that book by Mark Lewis. And Ringo Starr. I went home early. Insights from EMI insiders of the day, such as senior Abbey Road tea lady Gladys Glinge. The company was still very regimented, even as late as 1969. Every recording artist, plus a designated guest, was strictly limited to one digestive per scheduled tea break. But once the Beatles moved into Savile Row, it was biscuits for everyone anytime. You could just walk in off the street and get a lemon puff without so much as a bar your leave. And exclusive access to George Martin's diary, remastered by his son Giles. 2.30, still no sign of John. Yoko says he'll be here when a thousand suns have melted. Whatever that means. 2.45, complimented George on mastering the sitar while he was still chinning it. Awkward. Three o'clock, Paul wants to talk about Stockhausen again and how he got into all that avant-garde stuff months before everyone else. 3.02, time for tea. Two Gary Baldies for me because I have virtually management now. 3.15, where's Ringo? 
There's also a free cover-mounted CD of musical interpretations of what the Fab Four had for lunch that Tuesday, including Fleet Fox's Variations on a Turkey Sandwich, Paul Weller's Glass Onion and Perspex Potato Salad, plus specially recorded tracks by Beth Orton and Wilco Johnson, and probably something by Gomez as well, if we're really desperate. That's all in this month's Just About Still Going magazine. If you can find it hidden behind practical amateur caravanning in a couple of news agents several miles from where you live. CD may be removed from front cover and on sale 50 pence with overstocks at the last Coldplay album. Welcome back to what we like to call part two, where it's time for the answers to last week's Spot the Car Park quiz. We played you the sound of three different car parks and asked you to identify them, to be in with a chance to win an all-expenses-paid trip around the car park of your choice. Here's car park number one. Now, I can see why some of you thought it was Croydon Central NCP, but if you listen very carefully, you might just be able to work out the correct answer. That's right, it was the multi-storey car park at the Whitgift Centre just down the road. On to car park number two. Not easy, this one, but there was a clue to be had. Stockport Exchange, Short Stay Car Park. Stockport Exchange, Short Stay Car Park, of course. Well, I should have entered this competition myself. Yes, you should. Finally, car park number three. Yes, it was the long-stay NCP at Clavius Base, made famous not only by the film 2001 A Space Odyssey, but also the animated children's version, Hal and the Happy Monolith. Our overall winner is Mr JP Lig of Lug, who wins the overall. And the winner of the luxury car park trip is Mrs B Pitcher of Wherewithal. Well done, Mrs B. And we'll be throwing in an I won a competition on the John Dredge Nothing To Do With Anything show, but this phrase is far too long to fit on the front of a T-shirt, T-shirt, for you to wear as you hurtle down the exit ramp. Hello. And depending on your point of view, welcome. This is Where Are We Meant to Be Now, the program that has been stopping off at Britain's lesser known villages and speaking to the local inbreds in the unfulfilled hope of providing interesting radio for nearly 30 years. As the show's regular host has recently grown tired of the format, or been refused parity of salary with Vanessa Feltz, or found himself embroiled in some sort of scandal, or possibly all three, the commissioning editor has approached guest presenters for the forthcoming series. This week, despite my many objections, it has unfortunately fallen to me, Hans Keller, one of the world's most respected scholars of music, to host this lowbrow tet. 
quite why I, of all people, was approached when there's a whole host of so-called talent waiting on a call from the one show is anybody's guess, but there we are. Or rather, here I am in the unutterably tedious village of Kilmister, to be precise. Before I am contractually obliged to speak to some of the villagers about their pathetic lives, I would like to make a few points, if I may. One, there is a large pond in the village, and as I have an aversion to ducks and their irritatingly loud quacks, we have moved as far away from it as we can. Unfortunately, so have the ducks. Two, I loathe trees, because they make an unbearably loud noise when they are cut down. I have done my level best to avoid them, but they seem to be all over the place. I have tried talking to the trees, but they won't listen. Therefore, if any tree makes so much as a move in my direction or engages itself in any other act of deciduous hostility, I will have no option but to defend myself. Hear that? They are after me already! Oh no, a duck has taken to sitting on a branch directly above my head. Hand me that axe, Eugene! See how loud these trees can be? But then, much like the grand old Duke of York and his men, once they are down, they are down. And so to my third and final point. Although I have no interest in the imbeciles who live in this village, I will do my very best to ensure that my intellectual superiority does not impinge upon their adroitness to incontrovertibly interpret my orations. However, it seems there is nobody around to converse with at present, which, despite being quite blissful, is not the point of the program. So let us see what happens when I wave this five-pound note in the air. Hello! Hello, sir. And who are you meant to be exactly? My name is Enid Posket, and I claim my five pounds. Presumably you live here in Kilmister? Yes, in the local pond. With the ducks? Why would anyone in their right mind do that? Well, first of all, I'm not in my right mind. That explains a lot. But the rent is cheap if you're prepared to live with a bit of rising damp. <sighs> and now then, Ethel... Enid! I literally don't care. What record would you like to hear? I'd love to hear anything by Frank Sinatra. I've got all his records at home. Well then, why don't you go home and play one of them? While I get on with playing something more sophisticated.
or perhaps not. I was in fact strong-armed into playing that godforsaken racket because the perpetrators will be performing it tonight alongside other similar foul noises in Kilmister Town Hall and Abattoir. Worse luck, they are with me now. They are the Human League. Hello. Hello, Hans. Yes, tonight's date is part of our nationwide tour. Is it too late to draw up a petition to stop it? Tonight's the last night! Some good news at last. Tell me, has the tour been a success or, as I suspect, an unmitigated disaster? It's been going great! I see. And have you evidence to support this claim? No, I ain't got out! Well, I am not altogether convinced that your tour has been going great, but I accept that you think it has. Now please leave quietly, as I am required to speak to one more numbskull from this wretched backwater. Who are you supposed to be? Yes, man! Ach! Why must you be so terribly loud? My ears are particularly sensitive to utilities contractors. Someone called me emergency hotline complaining about a leak of low frequencies. Was that you? Yeah. Right, well, that's either because someone's boiler's gone up the spout or some half-deaf bassist's left his amp switched on. I'm here to see to it that it ain't the former while still charging an exorbitant call-out fee. I am supposed to interview this... What am I supposed to ask? Read any good meters lately? We don't do that no more. Although I do recommend guest meter 1435678. Astonishingly for you, I'm not familiar with that one. I won't spoil it for you then. Anyway, where's this boiler? Over here, is it? Right, I'll just... uh... Excuse me, but why do you have to be so terribly loud? Pardon? Why must you be so terribly loud? Everything is far too loud. I can't take it anymore. Farewell, cruel world. Farewell! Oh, mate, what have you done? Everything's going dark. Why must it all go so terribly dark? Stay with me, yeah? Can you still hear me? (laughs) Yes, I can just about make out your voice. Good, good. You owe me 400 quid. And that bell signifies the fact that we're now into the final round of this week's Nothing To Do With Anything show, which was written and performed by John Three Hands Dredge with the producer Richard Teethgrinder Cray. It also featured Paul the Pummeler Creasy, Max Wax to the Max Dowler, Miles Nice Chap Edie, Golden Greg Haste, James Boom Bangabang Shakeshaft, and Katie See You Later Slater, with technical assistance provided by by Jeremy Sugar Ray. Gwen Puce, your reaction? Still no pineapples. Eric, I'd like to bring you back in again here, so you'll have to go out again first. Again. Right. John? Yes? I've locked myself out. Crazy. 
I come through the window. And what did you think of the show? Well, I have to say I would like to hear a lot more from you, speaking as your agent on 90% commission. I don't suppose there's any chance of putting any TV work his way, is there, Gwen? No. I didn't suppose there was. And finally, Cyril... Have some concrete! Straighten him out with the left and crush him with your right, you hear me, kid? He ain't pretty no more. Hey, don't sleep now, champ. You ain't nothing but a bum, Johnny. All you gotta do is get up and he'll fall, Johnny. Stay down, Johnny, stay down. Come on, champ, we gotta go home. You're a bum, Johnny, a bum. Get up, you goddamn bum. Stay down, you goddamn bum. Will you shut up? Shut up yourself, I've got ten grand riding on this. It's a knockout. John Dredge is now appearing in the Accident and Emergency Department at St. Thomas's Hospital, Lambeth. Hard Fox?